This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is January 2nd, 2017. Happy New Year's to everybody. It's NFL wildcard round, playoff week one picks and kicks. Calhoun, double R with me. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's up, guys? Happy New Year to everybody. Hey, Happy New Year again. Sorry last week we didn't do a podcast because it wasn't in relevant games, so we just wanted to take that time off, just recoup and get ready for the playoffs. So, before we get started with the, you know, picking the games, and we're gonna kick it a little week this week about the MVP and a little bit about the Falcons, um, some off-field Falcon stuff. So let's go on and get started with MVP. Um, this year is so kind of weird because there is no one solid MVP candidate, and so I wanted us to come up with a few MVP candidates and then talk about why they should or shouldn't be MVP. So I'm gonna let whichever whoever want to start and get started. Go ahead, Rashawn. Well, with me. Well, with me. It ain't no real candidate, but Matt Ryan. I can't get none of these other bombs to, uh, no votes. Aaron Rodgers, no. You only played him. But the last six games, you played good. Even though you did help me be the champ in the Digital Darren podcast. I want everybody to know that. Shots out to myself for being a fantasy football champion. No one votes when it was a win for us all. Oh, yeah. Trina Ross, take that. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Calhoun. I'm gonna go to you. Tell me why Matt Ryan should be the MVP. Easy. I'll tell you why. Because now this has become a quarterback award. Now, I don't think that's fair, but that's what it is. And right now in the league, no defensive player has shined so much so like JJ Watt a couple years ago when you were considered. Running backs, now Zeke has did his thing, but he's a rookie. And no running back under 2,000 yards deserved even be in this conversation. So now that brings us to Matt Ryan, who was 53 yards shy, 5,000 yards, go fuck yourself, Kyle Shanahan. Top three in every passing category that relates to football. None, none of the other candidates that we're talking about, they're talking about Tom Brady, they want to suck off Aaron Rodgers, none of them even compare. He has about over 500 yards more than Aaron Rodgers. And we don't need to get started on that cheater down in New, up in New England. Of course he has more yards than him. He's number one in passer rating. He's number two in touchdown. I mean, he's killed it all year. Yo, he sir. doesn't have the Bill Belichick. We, what we haven't realized is we have a second-year coach who a lot of times I coach like it because his timeouts that he calls and some of the stuff he does is just baffling. And Matt Ryan is taking this team and that at first that shitty defense and we have rolled the back of Matt Ryan to 11 to 5, and I'll be the first to say, I had the Falcon going 6 to 10, 7 to 9 this year, and a lot of people had them going less than 8 and 8. They had the hardest schedule in the league, and we came out 11 to 5. So, first, since we're giving out shout outs and kudos for winning shit and saying some shit, Double R started off. I'm going to give myself shout outs and Double R shout outs. If you go back and listen to our yearly or our annual Digital Darren and Double R Pick the Falcons record, I think Double R had them going 9 and 7 or 10 and 6. I had them going 10 to 6 or 11 to 5. So 
Oui. Yeah, I know Lemon Five. No, you didn't cause I just listened to it. I had them in Tennessee then. Tennessee, I think I had them at nine and seven, but we did both say they were gonna win the division, make the playoffs. Win the, uh, win the division or make the playoffs. I know yeah. you said they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. So I had them going Tennessee. So I was one game off Double R. You were two games off, and I had them winning the division. Double R, I think you had them going to the wild card. So by and large, if you listen to us and you bet it with us, you want some money. So to haters like Calhoun, two fingers to you. Oh, okay. Then. See, that nigga gonna try to sneak it in. Did you put any money on them going to the Super Bowl this year? I did. Oh, did you? Yeah, you know, every year I go to Vegas and put something on the Falcons. So this just is regular routine and that special. I see. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> but let me go to counter. And, you know, you guys can – we're going to talk – you guys have made a good case of why Matt Ryan should be the MVP. I feel like he should be – I feel like he's a serious MVP candidate. We were on the phone texting yesterday. And, you know, it's haters like Lynn himself and other people who – you know, for several reasons. One, because Matt Ryan followed Mike Vick, who we'll talk about a little later on in the show. And um, just the fact that he hasn't, he's been good, never great, uh, kind of like he doesn't deserve the MVP. So I'm going to go and counter why he doesn't deserve the MVP, just from a, a solely a Falcon standpoint. I've said this several times on our podcast this year. I think the MVP of the Falcons is Kyle Shanahan. I say that because week in and week out, Depending on the kind of game he calls is depend is kind of the kind of game Matt Ryan has. Like let, yesterday against New Orleans was the first game Matt Ryan seemed like the dominant player without any help. He seemed like he went, ran his own race and won because of him. But other days it's been I, the Eagles is one game that stick out to me. If Kyle Shanahan calls a shitty game, Matt Ryan is gonna pull it out because Kyle Shanahan calls a shitty game, and that's kind of one of those things that we talk about that keeps him from being elite. Where he's always good, not the elite level quarterback. So, what do you think of that, Calhoun? Sorry. I mean, that's dumb to say. I'll tell you why. Uh, the, the Eagles game, as you can see, the Eagles, Eagles game was an anomaly. We haven't had another game like that. Matt Ryan throwed away the Chiefs game, which was something that was an anomaly, too. It's all on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan didn't do what he did in the offseason to prepare his arm strength to go downfield. If Matt Ryan doesn't read the reason he's having, I give you this. You can see you said it best a couple of uh, podcasts ago. The way Kyle play, calls it, Matt Ryan sticks to the script. And, I, and you're right. I, I agree with that part. And I don't like some of that because he calls some dumb stuff and Matt doesn't auto auto. But it's all on his, the way he's reading and reacting. Man, who the hell was Tyler Gabriel? Who was Robinson? We're throwing this something. He's throwing to everyone. He has 13 touchdowns. To thirteen different uh, receivers, you gotta. Doesn't matter what they call, what they always say. Ain't nobody else's nose. It's a Jim and a Joe. Sometimes we got the right Joe. So I want to count. So you brought up a good point. Just calling out those two names: Robinson, Tyler Gabriel. I think Thomas Dimitrov, and if I, I think the front office get a little head for getting some of these people because me and you were talking in Double R. We talked about this in the hour. Falcons preview podcast. Like Adrian Robinson was one of the people I said we should watch for just because he had such a great season. And so Sanu gave them find the Gabriel, which is something we never do is find impact players off the scrap heap like that. You gotta give them some credit for kind of putting stuff together. The fuck if I do I, I, I give him credit, but I, I give him credit, but I don't think it's coming to Mitral. Somebody done whisper something in his ear to pick this answer, pick this player. He he's not going out there scouting himself. Oh, so you say he had a cheat sheet. Yeah, he have a cheat sheet. Somebody help him with that. 
It ain't Thomas Speech problem. And you just seen the extensive efforts that the Falcons did this year to make sure he didn't have a handprint on personnel. He hasn't did nothing with the personnel since last year. That was his last year. And then they, they even took it away from him last year, the last two drafts, telling Demetri I haven't done anything. And I think about who you're talking about, right? Gabriel and Matt. But well, where both of them people came from? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan went to the Texans, he went to Cleveland, and they got he got a lot of players that he wanted into the system. And that's what it is. And Dan Quinn has put his imprint on it, on who he wants. Ain't no front office doing this shit. Uh, you you want to know what the front office did? Look at that honor, all the people who the Falcons honored. Hold on, say that for later, Coach. That's going to probably be part of our You Suck Lewinsky Award, depending on how it goes. That's, that's what you want to see. That's yeah. how you know what Thomas Dimitrov did. Yeah, so we're going to get to that a little later. So I guess let me throw out this. So you guys are saying Matt Ryan should be the MVP. I pretty much agree with you guys, but for the sake of argument, I'm going to throw out some names and tell me why they shouldn't be the MVP. I think it's five names who could be thrown out, not named Matt Ryan, who could be considered for MVP. And so I'm going to start off with the first one, who I think is actually going to steal. The, I think he's going to steal the MVP from Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. I think a lot of that is he's a a bigger name than Matt Ryan, and he made that guarantee, and they went undefeated since that guarantee. So I think it's a lot of a lot of flair with, along with his name and with him doing that guarantee that's going to kind of steal some votes from Matt Ryan. That, that's true, but he didn't have nothing but six games. If y'all pull up the regular, the other ten games, Matt Rodgers was average. He was, he was strong. He screwed me in fantasy. Yeah. I can't just give him the uh, MVP off six games. So even though he said relax and went undefeated, that, is, that isn't enough wild factor for you to say he should be an MVP. Brian said it before. He didn't get a Super Bowl. He didn't get coach of the year. Yeah. Calhoun? Hell no, but I agree with you. I think they're going to try to stroke him. I watched the game last night. But I swear, Al Michaels and Chris Collins are still on their knees. One sucking the shell and one got their balls in his mouth. They, here's the boogie, man. They were doing all type of shit. They don't boost them up. I think they don't glorify him to the point where he may be over the other guy you're going to name. And Tom Brady, because for the longest it was just him. But now they're just pulling everybody out of their ass because they don't want to give to Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan is not a hey, look at me type guy. And that's the point I was saying with the sizzle. So you just brought up two names. So Matt Ryan doesn't have sizzle. So I think that kind of hurts him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It hurts him in these type of um, races. And you've made it best. Pay Manning's gone. So now they've elevated Aaron Rodgers to that pay man. That second person they talk about with Brady, or that second quarterback they talk about with Brady. Because Drew Brees doesn't have the sizzle that Brady and Manning has, but he just had so many stats and so many yards that, and you made a good point. He, he's been denied MVP because of that part. And that's why I say Matt's going to get denied MVP too. But you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where you got to have those commercials. You got to be kind of, Somebody, somebody who your wife know their face or at least know their name to kind of really be considered an MVP candidate, a serious MVP candidate. You got to be national, not so much white. Yeah. You got to have the commercials. You got to be national, man. And Matt Ryan don't even – he had no Atlanta commercial. He ain't the face of the Falcons when they do a Falcon commercial. So Julio Jones is the face of the Falcons. Yeah. So you said Brady. Double R, tell me why Brady shouldn't be MVP. Brady just come off a suspension for cheating. So you're going to glorify a cheater? You're out here doing everything you can do to win. You missed four games. You should be out of the race. you disqualified anyway. First and foremost. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, he got to look. 
I would give it to him before I give it to Brady. And you guys right. Because Brady do all the double checks and Tom, uh, not me, Aaron Rodgers do all the double checks and Tom Brady, they, they know what model and flying here in these private jets. Y'all want to uh, crown him? No. Well, I'm going to give the counter to that. He's been 11-1 since he took over. And what he had, like 30 touchdowns, three interceptions, something like that. He's had a high level of play. It's 28-2. Yeah, it's 28-2, something like that. It's, it's really high level of play. So you got to give him his props on that. Yeah, but you cheated. You missed four games. You disqualified yeah. in my book. And I, I, I think – go ahead. If it was a – uh, black quarterback did the same thing. He wouldn't even need to talk for MVP. Yeah. So I think that one of the reasons that why Brady shouldn't shouldn't be MVP, while I say should be MVP, is something me and Calhoun talk about all the time. It's something we talk about all the time. Who is the Patriots? Is it really Belichick or is it Brady? And Calhoun, I'll let you talk more about that. I mean, you just said something right. 11 and 1, right? He went 11 and 1. Yeah. They went 3 and 1 without him. So it doesn't matter. Matt Castle went 11 and 5 without him. That's the system they have up there. Now, not denying his greatness, but Rashad said the best, man. This cat just got through with a cheat. He, he was suspended. He wasn't hurt. He was sat for being suspended for cheating. Don't matter. So if you didn't play the whole 16, throw it out of him, man. I don't even want Don't even bring it. We're talking about the MVP here. You need the whole 16. You don't yeah. want to come in there with half a dick for your girl, do you? As long as you didn't get injured, your body of work should be because you, your body of work should be a full season minus injury, right? Not because of suspension. That's your bigger point, right? True. Okay. Exactly. True. Uh-huh. And just like Baron Barnes, he can't get in the Hall of Fame, but they say he cheated. These guys are known cheaters, so wait, y'all gonna give him an MVP? Come on, man. Come it's, on, man. If they give it to Tom Brady, he's still in this one. Hey, now they can bring the Aaron Rodgers up if they want to, but if you bring in Aaron Rodgers, on, again, the bat track, that's a little bit. Looking at the numbers. Aaron Rodgers had 4,428 this year. He was number four in yards. Man, Ron had 4,944. I must have 5,000, and he lead the league in, he lead the league in passer rating. I mean, it's unbelievable how efficient he's been. So Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers, as much as they have, if you're going by the numbers, and I give you another, if you're going by the eye test, and this stuff, man, Matt Ryan is that is a real deal. All of them are, but Matt Ryan was a real deal this year. If you watch football this year, Matt Ryan was an MVP this year. All right, well, I counted with two others who would. These two, they're going to kill each other because they're for the same team. But it's two others, if you ask just mainstream Americans, one of these two should get the MVP. We're going to start with Dak and Ezekiel. We're going to take them as a combo pack. Dak and Ezekiel. No. Why not double off? If you look at Dak. That number was average. What you was in the, you were five spots from the bottom on the quarterbacks and stuff. You didn't really do too much. You won. You just didn't mess up. What about Ezekiel? Why not Ezekiel? If you get two thousand yards as a running back, you can't be in this conversation. Close to it. I uh, think Calhoun said that. Mentioned that. So let me go on to say why they should be. Then Calhoun, you can hit clean up and say why they shouldn't. I think they should be because I think each of them have a case. They're going to wind up killing each other's vote because they play on the same team. But I think Ezekiel Elliott's case is he's probably been the best player for the best team in the NFL. Like it or not, he's been kind of the straw to stir. 
the Cowboys drink. Whenever they get in trouble, he's always bust a big run. He's done something great for them. And, again, the, that 2,000-yard thing with teams passing the ball so much, I don't know how many more 2,000-yard rushers we'll see. We may see a few, but you have to have a, almost every, like, eight yards of carry to get the 2,000 yards. Because even to your point, Double R, with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, they still probably threw the ball more than they should have with Dak Prescott. So I say he, I say 2,000 yards is kind of that holy grail that may that it'll be touched again, but it'll be fewer than it was before that. And that, I think he just was the best player on the best team. That's why I think he should get the MVP. And the reason the case for Dak is because Dak is the quarterback. And we know Calhoun said earlier, this is a quarterback award. But he's made Jason Garrett a better coach because normally, and he's, and the flip side of that is if you sub Tony Romo for him, they wouldn't be 13 and 3 or 12 and 2, 12 and 4, whatever they are. They wouldn't have the same record because they would have been trusting Romo to do more, slanging the ball all over the floor, and it would have killed their team chances well with that. Jason Garrett has to be more calculated, more conservative as a coach, and put him in better situations. So that's why I say, and he's rewarded them by by turning those situations into wins. So I agree with you, Double R. He hasn't been the most prolific quarterback, but he has been the winningest quarterback, and I think that does count for some. Calhoun. First and foremost, both of them records, so we shouldn't even be talking about. It. The only reason why they're talking about these clowns is Matt Ryan should be MVP. This is another year with just Brady and Rodgers in the running. They won't even be talking about no Dak Prescott. They won't be talking about this other clown. No, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Now, they're going to be co-rookies of the year, as they should be. Dak Prescott numbers aren't even that like Double R said. His, his numbers are trash, except for his passer rating. He's like three in passer rating, but he's 15th in touchdowns. He's like 17th in total yards. There's no reason. And then let's not negate this. They have the one of the best offensive lines, not just in football today, but ever. They got the kind of offensive line Troy Aikman had. And that's why. It's only been like five or six guys who get 2,000 yards. It's under 10. So 2,000 yards, yeah, that need to be a mark, but it ain't. He could have got 1,800 yards with that line, and that was easy if he would have played Sunday. He didn't even play. He could have got 1,900 yards. 18, 1,900 yards is easy for them. That line is unbelievable. So no, they working with they're working with the most out of everybody. They're built in the trenches, and that's how they look like they look. No, you can't bring them to this airport. Double R. Let me ask you this: How much of it? How much of it? Them playing for the Cowboys matter? Let's say they were on the Minnesota Vikings or the LA or the LA Rams or the Buffalo Bills. Would they get all this? Would they even be in the MVP race? They probably would. They probably be talking about rookie of the year. They would get a little press, but not how, you know, how everybody blow up the Cowboys. Cowboys, this Cowboy Nation. Yeah, so you're saying being part of the Cowboys definitely helps propel them into this MVP race. Yes. Yeah. And then when they're like, yeah, they playing for the Vikings, they'd just be talking about for rookie of the year or some uh, rookie offensive player. It wouldn't be no MVP. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think it's... You brought up a good one, then you're exactly right. They wouldn't even want nobody even be talking with that fake ass supposedly America's team who nobody gives a shit about, but the media. Well, uh, there's one more name, and we can be real quick on this one. Derek Carr. I think. Uh, he got hurt. Huh? He got hurt. They knocked him out. Like, if he wouldn't have got hurt, he probably could have been in that conversation. But since he got hurt, they killed They knocked him out the box. But I think that that's the reason he should show, because he transformed the Raiders from being. 
the Raiders to the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? So like they went from like if you talk to a kid who probably 20, they don't know that the Raiders dominated the 70s and the 80s. And so he's been a major part of that transformation. Granted, he's had a lot to work with, too. But he's probably been the key ingredient to the transformation to the team they are now. So doesn't that count for something during the MVP race? I think it do count, but and again, he got hurt. Like I could put him in the uh, conversation before I put that fresh guy. Me personally, okay. I can too. I tell you what else. Somebody made a good point. I forgot what I was watching. Uh, he got the one that knocked him out before the leg injury was the pinky injury. His number started going down after he hurt his hand. That's when he started turning. So. He had a great MVP case. Hell, he was ahead of a lot of these players that we named him until he get, until he hurt his hand. That's when his numbers started going in that Thursday night game. Uh-huh. After that Thursday night game, it was over. He didn't hurt his hand on the Thursday night game, but that third, after he hurt his hand and played that Thursday night game, that's when his stuff his stock started going down. All right, true. Yeah, I, I went through Cal. I think when he hurt that that hand, he just his stock was going down. He went having the same game he was before he hurt it. So let me ask y'all this. I think we all would be in agreement to say Matt Ryan should get the MVP. We're just talking about other candidates. But if it's, if it's fair that Matt Ryan should get the MVP. Look at the numbers, though. Numbers uh, never lie. Like, you can't just throw – to me, you can't just put Brady in there because he cheated. You can't put Aaron Rodgers. He had just six good games. The rest of the game, the rest of the team, he was stinking it up. All right, so we all think Matt Ryan should get the MVP. Final question so we can move on. Who will get the MVP? If you had to bet everything you got right now, who gets the MVP? Calhoun, I'm going to start with you. All right. So, man, I want to say Matt Ryan. I think Tom Brady, I think Aaron Rodgers counseled out Tom Brady. Because now they really want to get Aaron Rodgers. I think that's what's going to mix up. I think Matt Ryan. So bet your life right now, Matt Ryan. Or bet everything you got right now, Matt Ryan, get the MVP. Double R, if you had to bet everything, all your material position in the world right now, who gets the MVP? If I had to bet everything, they're probably going to give it to this double check guy. You know, I want Ryan, Matt Ryan to get it. He should get it. They're going to get it to uh, Aaron Rodgers because he made the playoffs and went his little bet. Darren. I agree with Double R. If I had to bet everything, I say I say Aaron Rodgers. I think two. I think one being a big name and two, that kind of guarantee and the kind of cash in on the guarantee, a wild factor of that is going to carry him to an MVP. I think we all just said why we think Matt Ryan should get an MVP, but him not having the name and the wild factor that comes with Aaron Rodgers plus him kind of adding to his the legend of Aaron Rodgers with that guarantee. I think that's going to carry him to the MVP award. That'd be a tragedy if it does, and I think y'all may be right. But boy, that'd be tragic if they do. Yeah. But uh, again, as a Fazer fan, I've said it a hundred times. They cheated Drew Brees with the air rock with uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, so they'll cheat me around. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of the same, that same thing. But let's go on and get to the Lewinsky and the Usuck Award. Let's start with the Usuck Award. Calhoun, you, I don't go there. I don't give my you suck. Washington Redskins, when you get in, you lose to a team that had nothing to play for. You suck. Jay Groom should get fired. Double R, what should they do with Kirk Cousins? Can't do nothing. You just paid him, so you may as well keep him. Well, they franchised him, so they franchised him, so they can franchise him one more year. Like, do you stick with him or do you just give him another try for another year? I stick with another year. You get another year contract to prove it. Calhoun? 
You signed him to a long-term deal. There ain't no doubt about it. You talking about a third-game passer, right? You got to sign Kirk Cousins. You want to be stuck with a Brock Osweiler? Or, or who gives a fuck and who knows who that is? You got As much as I don't like Kirk Cousins, you got to stay with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins did it part of the deal. Well, he blew the game. He had a horrible game yesterday when it counted the most. Every quarterback have a bad game. Well, I'm saying when it counted the most. Huh? I'm saying when it counted the most. Yo, it's a shame it happened that day. Matt Riley like shit against Kansas City. Aaron Rodgers look like shit against Minnesota. I mean, every quarterback gonna have a bad game. No, nah, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm saying he the game that he could not afford to have a bad game, he had a bad game. So, I would say this. I agree with you on this regard. You got to pay him because he's no worse than Andy Dalton. So, wherever you think Andy Dalton is, Kirk Cousins is right there. And I think Andy Dalton is slightly better than league average. Is he better than league average? If you look at talent wise, does Kirk Cousins have any talent? I think he proved this year that he's. I think he proved last year this year that he's above average NFL quarterback. Now, yeah. how much above average? He's a quarterback. Yeah, how much above average he is? That can be debated, but he's above average. So I, I agree with you. They get you. Huh? Got a contract these days. If Tyrod Taylor got it, Andy Dalton got it. Jay Cutler got it. Ryan Tannehill got it. Yeah. I think Kirk Cousins, I think Kirk Cousins, whatever, we use our steakhouse comparison a lot. I think Kirk Cousins is definitely Longhorn. And securely in Longhorn, maybe sniffing Houston's leftovers. You pay him. Yeah. So that's, so Washington get my use up for losing the game. Um, Calhoun, who gets your use? I mean, Double R, who gets your use up? Excuse me. Uh, I'm gonna give my use up to the Cleveland Browns. You win one game, come on, man. You want to get all? You want to get RG three like he was the savior for your franchise? He get hurt the first game. You suck. Is it? I want to ask you guys: Is it over for RG three? Absolutely. <laughs> Mario's Mario, our buddy Mario podcast guest done been on. Me and him were texting about that yesterday. I mean. One of the things we did, we did a quarterback race podcast. Black quarterbacks don't get the same treatment. He's had a second chance. And, you know, even if you look at it from a high level, he he basically is the quarterback of a 1-16 team. I mean, a 1-15 team. So even if you don't look at the stats, you go to the if you go to the owner who hasn't been even following football, you'd be like, hey, we want to sign RG3. Okay, where was he the quarterback at last year? Cleveland. Then they go 1-15, even if he was hurt most of the time. That's just how that conversation goes. So... You know, I don't see him getting another starting kick. He'll be a backup, but he won't be a starter. Calhoun? I had some very good ones. I would have given it to both of those Redskins and to uh, Cleveland. How you lose to the – they lost to the second string. They, <laughs> this right didn't play nobody and they lost. But I'm going to give it to everyone who needs it to be given to. I'm going to give it to all the coaches – that's been fired to step down. Your Marvin Lewis, your Mike McCoys, your Chuck Paganos, your Jump, you know, they all they ain't fired John Fox. Your your uh Chip Kelly's. Just give it to all of these coaches who just came and stunk up the joint. About six of them about got fired. Well Marvin Lewis haven't got fired yet. I think he's gonna step down, right? That's the that's the word, isn't it? Well I'm he's looking at the too. Garrett Kubiak. The, well, yeah, Kubiak stepped down. I was going to say they Mark, they plan on keeping Mark. Um, okay. So, you're saying the coaches. Coaches. Okay. 
right. Well, let's go with the Lewinsky Award. So. Whisk Award to a franchise that was the the doomsday. I'm giving it to the Raiders because for years they suck and they end up having a good record making a playoff. They probably would have had a, a first round bye. David Carr when he got hurt. There, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna give my Lewinsky to. I'm gonna give it to Miami. Uh, this is, I mean, I know they got the shit beat out. I know they lost to the Patriots or whatever, but it was a game that didn't mean anything. But for them to be playoff bound, I don't think I don't think anybody outside of Miami would have thought about that during the year. So I give my Lewinsky to the Miami Dolphins. So Calhoun, who gets your Lewinsky award? Let me ask a question: Is this for the season or is this for yesterday's game? I mean, it's just for yesterday. So. I just said Miami because even they were playing a meaningless game, but for them to stick into the playoffs still is big for them. Well, I'm going to give it to one the Falcons, 35 points before halftime. Unbelievable. And they let their foot off the gas, but that was unbelievable. The Giants, who didn't have to do nothing, they had nothing to play for when they beat uh, Washington. And I got to give it to Tom Brady now because they put their foot on Miami neck. Man, let them up. <laughs> Uh, I want to say collectively, here in Atlanta, we had a, a halftime show. Would you consider that part of a Lewinsky or a USUC award? And were they under some Falcons? And so just in general, I want to give everybody thoughts on that before we move on to picking the games. I mean, very little. I didn't cover it too good. But I know that was kind of – this is the last year of the Dome. So they wanted to honor some of the players that played in the Dome. And uh, what you're seeing is we don't have a lot of good talent. On. We don't have legends that's played in the Dome. And they honor some guys. A lot of them, we've seen them all play. Some of them we know firsthand. Some of them we didn't. And uh, I think they could have got some better players. Well, they could have got more or better players. So the main story about this double R was that Michael Vick came back. And so, you know, I want everybody thoughts on Michael Vick and what he meant to the Falcons. Because Arthur Blank, they asked Arthur Blank, and here's what his thoughts was. He was said basically, well, Mike obviously has a great history with us, a great history with this franchise, and he's an employing player in our history. We wanted him to attend today, and we're glad that he did attend. We had it close to 30 players and coaches here today. Michael played an important part in my ownership period and an important part in the history of our franchise. He was thrilled to be here today, and I think our fans, based on what I saw and felt, were excited to see him as well. Those were statements from Arthur Blank, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons. So... I thought he kind of captured what it really meant for Michael Vick to be back in kind of a sophisticated way. We, we're going to do a podcast one day on what Michael Vick meant to the city because word because it's worth his own podcast to talk about what Michael Vick meant to Atlanta. We'll probably do that for a Falcons football week one year. But Double R, what are your thoughts on Michael Vick coming back? I think it was great. They gave him a chance to come back and they did honor him because might be, like you say, might be with a man in the city. Everybody who was here doing that might be error. You were down at the dawn, who were electrified. So to see him come back, and he still got a standing ovation. So unpopular opinion alert is my job to kind of get a counterpoint to it. I think Michael Vick more, meant more to the city than he did to actual Atlanta's Falcons NFL football on the field. Because he still, they still didn't win that much. He took us to a championship game. Matt Ryan took us to a championship game. So it's not like he transformed the franchise 
from a on the field success standpoint. He made us definitely more popular. So I'm sure the Falcons were probably one of the three most popular franchises while he was the quarterback, which is as an owner something you love and as a fan I love. But his winning on the field didn't necessarily or his popularity in the in the streets didn't necessarily translate into winning on the field all the time. I think he's the most unfulfilled potential player that ever came through the NFL period with his position with him being hitting the highest heights and touching the lowest lows. I think it'll never be another story like Michael Vick. And I think, I think he should have been celebrated more as his change as a man than maybe his football, his contribute contribution to Atlanta Falcons football. But with that being said, Calhoun, you tell me they were honoring motherfuckers who we didn't even know. And we're all kind of, do hard and fast Falcons football fans. Excuse me. Yeah, hold on a minute, though. You mind if I comment on that, what you just said? Go ahead. I disagree. I, that was some good points in there, but his, this, this franchise was trash. Well, let me, say, let me say this. These points are just coming to bring a counterpoint to what y'all are saying because we all love Michael Vick. We all, you know, 30-something black man. He's a 30-something black man who was – Super, he was the Michael Jordan of football for a time period without yeah, the championships. Man, we only been to the championship game like two or three times before in this team history. And he got us as a Falcon player. He did what a lot of them didn't do as a quarterback. And that's, we only had like two other players to get us in the championship game, didn't we? Markowski yep. and uh, Chandler. Yeah. Yep. Played for the Super Bowl. So, and then he got us there. And then, he, I mean, we, we didn't have a back-to-back winter season with him. But he did his part. He was the first quarterback to win the Greek. I mean, I know what you're doing to counterpoints, but I feel like on the field he did, and he reached his peak. Just wasn't with the Falcons. He reached it with Philly when he was an MVP runner-up. Tom Brady, that thieving-ass Tom Brady. That's when he had reached his potential. But that's what I'm saying. That that was the problem he reached. So as Atlanta, as Atlanta fans in general, outside of Dominique Wilkins and Hank Aaron, everybody else reaches their peak away from the Falcons. Dion reached his peak away from the Falcons. Like, so, like, and like you said, even Mike V, we should speak away from the Falcons. We were just looking at him at the Falcons. His legend was, his legend was probably better than what he really was. Again, that, that man, that was unbelievable. No, nah, he was, but I'm saying, like, from a wins and losses. Well, he did, did he leave the front? Uh, go ahead, Double R. You got to think about it, R.D. When Mike Vick came here, man, when nobody going to the Falcon game, they weren't selling no tickets. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. From a from a popularity standpoint, he brought that. I, I mean, I, I agree with that. He brought the standpoint, and I agree with everything you guys are saying. I just we're just having a counterpoint. I, I see what you're doing with it too. Be honest, man. That's the you said he he was he made him famous. Now he put Atlanta on the map, but I'm saying the other way. It was on so much. He gonna do with Ed Donatel, Greg Napper, uh, and uh, Jim Moore. And that was a horrible coaching staff. Greg Knapp is the worst offensive coordinator. Greg Knapp is the worst offensive coordinator in history because they'll never for him to squander Michael Vick, he should have never got another job in, in the NFL because Michael Vick is he's not he's a once in a NFL's tenured talent. We'll never see another Michael Vick. You see cats like RG3 who run fast, can't really do what Michael Vick can do. You see a lot, but you won't see another Michael Vick. We've never seen a playmaker at that position like that, including Randall Cunningham, as good as Randall Cunningham was. Randall Cunningham was not like Mike Vick. So like, you just nailed it, Greg. And the man was working with nothing. Greg Knapp was your offensive coordinator. You had Michael Jenkins, Brian Fennerin. Man, we didn't have nothing. 
man. And he, and he sound like that. That's why when you put Andy Reid with that mix, that's why it looked like that. Yeah. All right. So, any more thoughts on yeah. on on this the celebration in general outside of Michael Vick? Uh, like Calhoun said, with some guys, I didn't even know. Now I was wondering why. How did you not bring back Chris Chandler, the only quarterback to take your franchise to the Super Bowl? He not he not there. Yeah, I was looking at the list, and me and Calhoun were talking about kind of some of the list of the players. And so, like, I don't see how Jerry's Norwood made it. I don't see how some of these other cats made it. Like, Vic definitely should have been there. Adrian Crumpler should have been there. Ward Dunn should have been there. But I think that should have turned into a celebration for kind of those guys. The Chris Chandler, the Cornelius Bennett team, the team that did go to the Super Bowl, or at least have more of those cats there. Because, you know, Ryder White was there as he should have been, but... You know, some of those cats, big play rate was there, but like you said, Calhoun, to your point, we have a whole bunch of goods there, not any necessarily great still. So we had a whole bunch of mediocre motherfuckers in there. So let's be honest, the fuck everyone was snuck in. William Moore should not have been there. They had fifty four to line, I guess it was Nichols. I don't even remember who the fuck. Only Mahaley shouldn't have been there. Michael Turner shouldn't have been there. I mean, there was a lot of motherfuckers that shouldn't. It was if you look at it, you saw why the Falcons ain't never won the shit. That's who we had to honor. I don't think it was trash. Double R, what you gonna say? Terrence Matthews there. Terrence Matthews was there, but another eighty-one was there. I don't even know who that nigga was. Oh, Andre Rising was there. You gotta have Andre Rising. Uh, some of these bad moon Rising went there. The other eighty-one probably was Billy White, Shoe Johnson, Calhoun. Oh well, he should have been there. That's the case. But you should have even, even had Scott Case, though. Scott Case wasn't there. Well, you know what I'm saying? They did. I think they had people who went off the blank. When he first took over the Falcons, he had his people, though. He didn't have the greats. Well, okay, so he took over after the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, so that should have been a really small list of motherfuckers there then. Like, I'm like, y'all, cats like Jerry's Norwood don't make the cut. I don't give a damn who owned the team. He but he had other ones there because uh, they had some throwbacks there. They had Jerry Glanville. Yeah, Mike Ken with her too, wasn't it? Yeah. Mike Leon, Jesse Tucker with her. They, had, they just speaking through it, man. It ain't much to pick through, man. All right. So let's go on and get to the games. They spotted up with Morton Anderson there. My love brought Morton, man. If Morton would have came out, it would have been the greatest Falcon on the goddamn field. That's how I saw the goddamn Falcon, man. The best Falcon ever is the fucking kicker. Man. All right, let's get to the games, man. This may be the worst playoff game in NFL history. The Raiders at the Texans, the line is Houston by three and a half. Double R going to get us started. Hey, you got two backup playing. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, you said the line is who? Houston by three and a half. Oh, I used to get three and a half they at home. I think I'm, I take the Raiders on that. I think they defense will win that one. Darren, I'm sure Vegas got to be pulling their hair out trying to set the line for this game. Who the fuck is the Raiders starting? Connor Cook, Matt McC- oh, It doesn't matter. Against Tom Savage. This has to be the worst quarterback matchup in NFL playoff history. Maybe in NFL history. How the hell do you bet this game, let alone pick this game? Or pick this game, let alone bet this game, excuse me. Fuck it, Houston at home, they win, but they don't cover three and a half. This shit look like a making up a 10 to 9 game. 
with a fumble return being the way that one team scores. I'll take Houston by one. Calhoun? It's a shitty game, though. And Derek Carver, it won't be as shit as a game. They need to do some of that system a little bit. They say every year by the playoff system, the team that's 11 and 5 or 12 and 4, whatever the Raiders are, are going on the road to that trash ass Houston because they're the winner of the division. Second off, the goddamn starting quarterback has been not because he hurt, because he trash. That's a disgrace. I'm taking the Raiders. Even with Matt McGlow and Connor Cook as the quarterback. Oh, man, they put in Charles Savage might not be able to play for concussion protocol, one. And two, uh, goddamn Brock Osweiler came in there and stuck it up again. Oh, hold on. If Osweiler was in the game, I'm changing my pick to the Raiders. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. I thought Tom Savage was starting. Uh, he got a concussion on the QB sneak. How you do that? I don't know. But you, after concussion protocol, you're supposed to sit next week out, eh? Shut the hell up, Calhoun. He ain't getting no concussion on those sneak. No, I'm telling you for real. He got a concussion on the QB sneak. Let me ask you this. Well, Let's stop. Concussion on the sneak. <laughs> That's what yeah, like breaking your leg trying to sit on the toilet. Got a concussion on the QB sneak. So stop. So stop right here. Real quick, folks, we spend way too much time on this game, but do you know that I think two of Brock Osweiler's game checks equals Tom Savage's whole salary for the year? It might not be two of them. It might be one. That's a 18, $19 million player. It Tom Savage is making like 470000 or some shit. Yeah, so one of his game checks is bigger than Tom Savage's. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, man. They need to fire the GM. That's what they need. 8-15. Get a decision. If it was an owner, it would fire the owner. 8-15. Um, lines at the Seahawks. The line to Seattle by 8. Double R, get us going. What you said, the Seahawks in the line by 8? Yeah. Detroit at the Seattle. I like Seattle. I like Seattle, but I don't think they cover by 8. Darren, I like Seattle. I don't think they cover by 8 either. I give Matt Stafford this. Matt Stafford be striking. I will give him that, but Seattle win, but they, they may win by like four or five. Calhoun? They got Seattle, and they got they cover. You think they win by nine? Oh, it's, no, Calhoun. It's a different beast. It's a different game when it starts, I think, after a while. Seattle is a pull off on them. Well, it's a different game. If they were playing at four or field, Maybe I wouldn't say give them that, but going to Seattle is a beast in itself. Out of all the, out of all of the fields to go to, Seattle is the one that you literally see the home field advantage. One, two, even though they're not a, a quick striking offense, they're doing more passing than running because their run game is not there. And I think they're going to get off on Detroit. And three, Matt Stafford going to get you seven. He'll get you seven to goddamn two. With that messed up hand, with them bringing pressure. And yeah, Earl Thomas out there, but they got the other three niggas down. I think they can beat them. I think they got them myself. I think they can do it. I think they can go with spread. No, one of the reasons I say they don't either because Matt Stafford is the king of garbage time touchdowns. So they'll be down by three touchdowns, and he'll come back and throw two real quick. He'll do that now. And just lose the game. But I think we all saying Seattle win. Men double R say Seattle don't cover. Calhoun say they cover. So that close out the Saturday, the Saturday game, excuse me. Sunday games, first game Sunday at 1 o'clock. You got Miami at Pittsburgh. The line is Pittsburgh by 10. Darren, I'm going to get started. I'm going to get started this time, double R. Give me the Steelers, but not by 10. 
Then Miami can do something most teams can't do. They can run the ball, and quiet has kept Pittsburgh's defense hasn't looked that great. I think Miami's smart enough to keep the ball out of Matt Moore's hands, but they just don't have the horses to roll with Pittsburgh for a full 40, 40, 60 minutes. Excuse me. I agree with you. I think I think Pittsburgh win, but not by 10. 10 a big number in a playoff game. Pittsburgh at home. I don't think it's going to be Calhoun? Give me Pittsburgh and the goddamn team. Now, I know you a fake Pittsburgh fan on the low, but... I, I don't give a shit about Miami and Jay. A Jay, a Jay, and no Tannehill. I don't believe in no goddamn Matt Moore. But they smart enough not to let Matt Moore win the game, play the game. They just going to tell him to get a ball, hand the ball off. Man, you coming at that one side of shit you want to. I think the three, and they beat them in this, during the season. True enough. But Ben Rothberg got hurt that game, so that don't really count. I think that through that trio, as much as Matt Ryan and them are striking, just regularly, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger might be the best trio in football. Not maybe not this year what the Falcon bring them, but no, nah, and they unstoppable. No, give me the ten and give me at home. Hell yeah, give them to me. All right, last game, which is marquee game. You got the Giants at the Packers. The line is Green Bay by four and a half. Darren, I don't get started. Give me Eli and his fucking ass. Before Leaf Clover stuck in his ass, look, he'll go in there and do like he did the first Super Bowl run. Double R, you remember we was on the we was at um ski weekend when he won the NFC Championship in Green Bay. Give me Eli. He gonna come back. I hated that. I hated that. Everybody bet against Eli. He pulled up and Darren talking big trash. I bet with Eli that time, but I I got Eli doing the same thing, basically being a a fucking lucky retard and going through going to Green Bay and getting the win. Calhoun? Yeah, Green Bay. Do they cover the four and a half? Um, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I think it's going to be close. Right. They defense. The Giants, it's not Eli. They defense locked down like a dick. They got some good defense. They got the best defense. In the playoffs, right as of this as of this round, I think Kansas City is maybe a little better, and um, and New England on paper is the number one defense or number two, whatever they are. But that Giants defense is ball hawkers, and plus they got a playmaker on offense and Odell Beckham. So I think it's going to be a good game. But can nobody stop? Can nobody stop in Aaron Rodgers right now? He's playing the best. He's hot. So they if again. If they was playing, it doesn't matter. Both of them cold with the team. If they were playing somewhere else, I think this is different. If they were playing in New York, I think it's a little different. But Lambeau Field is another one with a great home field advantage. And it's probably going to be like 7 degrees to 6 degrees as them ball suckers Chris Colliver and Mel Michael saying. So I think they're going to cover. But Eli don't went there and done that before. Yeah, he did it with Brett too, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a different kind of beast. Is he better than Brett in your opinion? I like Brett, but Aaron Rodgers don't. He sling the ball like him, but without that gambling mentality, and he's more mobile. So real, real quick, Rodgers or far? I take Brett. I take Brett. Thank you, Joe Law. I take Aaron Rodgers. Darren, I take Aaron Rodgers. Calhoun, who you take? I like Brett too. <laughs> Thank you. You did all that driving. Just to, you could just took the short way and said it night. Double Law, who you got winning the game? Giants or the Packers? Packers, I'm going with it. I'm going to see Eli make up. Uh, nobody picking Eli. 
So when nobody picking Eli, everybody picking the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, Eli gonna sneak in here and get a win. So I will, I will be betting on that game. I will take Eli. Uh, uh, what is it about four Green Bay by four? I will take them four points. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, and everybody think it's gonna be a good game. I think that's probably the best game. Yeah, that's the marquee matchup. That's probably why it's the four forty Sunday game because the rest of these games seem pretty one sided or either a complete shit storm with the Houston and the Raiders. Thank you guys for listening. This has been NFL Round One. Please and kids, digitaldare.com. Double R Calhoun, appreciate it. Thank you guys. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.